Why do you think it's important for young men of color to have a space where they could come and just be themselves and talk about the things that they may fear or that they're worried about? Why is it important, especially now? Well, I think, first of all, because there's limited spaces where young men of color can actually come together and have uh, deep conversations. So often we have conversations, uh, you know, we talk about sports and we talk about, uh, uh, you know, what happened last week or, well, you know, in the hood and, and, and wherever we wherever we grow up in, grow up at. But what we fail to do is we have we don't have the deep conversations. And so giving them a place where they can have deep conversation, but also where their voice can be heard. And uh, youth voice is uh, paramount for us is that they get a chance to speak their speak their truth. But at the same time, we uh, we kind of dive into the truth so they can see sometimes see is my truth really a truth or is it just how I feel? back with another episode of The Future Starts Here, <laughs> Isaiah's Buffalo Podcast. We are here with Tommy McClim. He is the Senior Director of the Boys and Men of Color Initiative. Tommy, how are you doing today? Doing great. I'm glad you got Boys and Men of Color Initiative. You, you nailed that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. So tell us how long you've been here at Isaiah's Buffalo. Well, I've been at Say Yes for about six years. Uh, coming up on my uh, six years, uh, somewhere around June. And uh, I've enjoyed my time at SAYES. SAYES is probably one of the best organizations, I would say, honestly, the best organization I've worked with, and I've worked with a number of organizations. But this organization is one that cares not only for the community, but cares about the people who serve the community. So I'm just excited to be here. All right. And tell us the story behind the Boys and Men of Color Initiative. Well, the Boys and Men of Color Initiative, it began uh, approximately six years ago, and it started with the... Uh, Community Foundation and the Greater Buffalo, Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable, and they were looking at kind of the racial equity in Buffalo through a kind of racial equity lens. And one of the areas of change that they were looking at, systems of change, was looking at how it impacted young men of color. And so we, we realized that the needle wasn't moving as fast for uh, that group of, uh, of individuals, and so they decided to make that an area of action. And that's kind of when I came on to... Uh, Say yes, and uh, Dave Russ asked me if I would come on, come on and actually put together a, a Boys and Men of Color initiative. And then we kind of took a blueprint and began the process of building it. That's amazing work that you've done. So why do you think it's important for young men of color to have a space where they could come and just be themselves and talk about the things that they may fear or that they're worried about? Why is it important, especially now? Well, I think, first of all, because there's limited spaces where young men of color can actually come together and have uh, deep conversations. So often we have conversations, uh, you know, we talk about sports and we talk about, uh, uh, you know, what happened last week or, well, you know, in the hood and, and, and wherever we wherever we grow up in, grow up at. But what we fail to do is we have, we don't have the deep conversations. And so giving them a place where they can have deep conversation, but also where their voice can be heard. And uh, youth voice is uh, paramount for us is that they get a chance to speak their speak the truth, but at the same time, we uh, we kind of dive into the truth so they can see sometimes see, is my truth really a truth or is it just how I feel? And then uh, from that, they can begin building uh, their direction as far as careers go. All right, so tell me a favorite moment or memory that you have with these young men that you work with and talk about some of their growth points. Like, what's the favorite part? One of the favorite times that I had with the young men is we went on a uh, – 
annual camping trip. So it's about a three-day camping trip. And we were uh, up at, uh, at the camp, and it was, we do a, uh, what we call a midnight hike. And so you, you're, you have about uh, anywhere from 40, 50 young men that we're walking uh, through the woods. And, and, and it's late at night, somewhere around uh, close to midnight. And so as we're, uh, we're walking, uh, we have our flashlights, and then we get to this one field. And we got to this field, and what we did was actually we turned all the flashlights out. And we just look up, and you can see stars that we've never seen before. Because uh, so often in the city, we, you move around and you didn't pay too much attention about, you know, stars. Yeah. You just kind of make sure you know what was moving on the ground. You don't even worry about what's moving in the air. And the young men, they stopped, and for about almost close to 10 minutes, quiet silence. And everyone just looked at, at the stars. And, and then afterward, as they're walking back, to hear the conversations they had about taking a time where they just, just paused and saw life. And so that, for me, was one of, one of the highlight one of the highlights of actually being a, a part of the Boys Men of Color Initiative. All right, all right. That sounds that sounds like they had a good time. You know, I can't remember the last time I seen a star. Because once again, in growing up in uh, sometimes urban settings, that it's so much other. You, know, you got the buses, you got the cars, you got the streetlights, you got everything else going on, you, and you, you're you're occupied with everything that's moving around you. So you're not really occupied with about occupied with those things that you can't touch or you can't change yeah I don't, I don't know about the midnight walking through the woods i'm more of a glamper i need i need everything there with me like i can't really go out into the woods i'll stay in the cabin in the woods but it has to have electricity and all that other stuff so that i feel safe maybe that's why we call it boys and men boys and men that's yeah. why that may be the reason yeah yeah so um you know word on the street or word i say yes is that you know you're coming up on this you know, retirement. Uh, what is your... First of all, we're going to have to correct that term you just used called retirement. All right? <laughs> I am not retiring. All right. It's a p- part of the actual... Uh, when we actually put this together, Boys Men of Color, I had asked uh, Dave Russ if, that if we identified a young man who wanted the position and was uh, able to fulfill the, the position of director after about four or five years after we built it. At that point, would he be willing to actually have that young person... Uh, uh, come sit in the seat and be, become the director. And so the ultimate goal was to find someone who could actually run the operation, learn the operation, and then the job for me was actually get to that place and get out of the way. So as of June 30th, we had a place where, uh, as you know, Daniel Robertson. Daniel Robertson has been with from, from day one uh, with Boys and Men of Color, and then over the last 18 months we've been working through the transition, whereas I'm going to actually move out of the way and kind of old head gets out of the way. And a, a young person steps in. I think that's critical to have some type of, type of succession plan for any organization. And I think sometimes we're, as, a, uh, as an old head, we sometimes sit in the seat too long. And as we sit in there too long, what happens the organization gets stagnant. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I believe that we need to actually get out of the way. The, let, uh, uh, I'll use the term young buck. You know, <laughs> let, let the young bucks move in. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that he'll be able to do some things that, I would never have been able to do. But on the other hand, he kind of needed some of the old heads to actually build, to help build it to get it to a place where he can uh, kind of launch a, launch a spaceship from there. Yeah, old heads, old heads are important. I'm not going to shout out all my old heads. You know, I'm not going to put them out there. Right. But they are important. I think that's necessary. And so in this plan that you guys have, um, you know, what's your hope for it? Well, my hope is that eventually that the young men that we're working with will will continue that succession. Is that to the point where they will be running, uh, breaking, you know, we look at breaking barriers 10 years from now, six years, seven years from now, and we'll see those young men that actually went through the program now running the program because they understand it from the ground up. 
And so uh, actually we have a one young man. As Daniel moves up, there's another young man, Jamie and Utsi, we're pulling right behind him. And Jamie is a graduate of Breaking Barriers. So you start seeing succession. So the goal is that eventually whoever comes in behind Jamie and Jamie will move in. That Once again, that's if they want that position. You know, life may take them in other directions, and that's okay too. I think that's awesome. Definitely using your, your talent in-house. We talked about that on our last episode. That's definitely important, um, you know, using the youth and, you know, um, believing in their skills and their craft and their talent is important. And I think um, Say Yes does a great job with that. Yeah. But I think also is, is the individual has to believe also in themselves. And I think that so often we discount that, we, uh, especially when we're talking with uh, young men of color, because a lot of times we don't see ourselves in places of uh, – uh, control. Mm-hmm. We don't see ourselves as bosses. We don't, we always see ourselves as, as, as workers. So how do we be see, begin seeing ourselves as those who, you know, some, I'd say control our own destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, even we, so often we talk about young men, first thing out, out of the gate is think about uh, developing your own, uh, I call it, we call it legal hustle, <laughs> where they can actually figure out a business where you can run and you're in, tro- in charge of that uh, business. Not to say you won't work a job somewhere. You can, and why not, why not do both? Yeah. I see. So often we're growing up. Either you're gonna go to school, get out of school, and get a job. All right. Can you imagine if you no? Know, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna get some skills, and then I'm gonna figure out where where I fit best in in society. Mm. All right. I have one last question for you. It's a question that I've asked multiple times, but mm. I never asked it while we were on air. Okay. When is there going to be a young woman of color initiative coming out? When is there gonna be a uh, I don't know if you call it uh, breaking. No, that's a good way from the breaking. All right. Uh, that has been a question from day one. I think we're at a place now where a, uh, a breaking barriers for young ladies is uh, is on the horizons. I've just had a conversation today with a school board member, and they asked me that same question. What about the girls? Because they're looking at numbers right now for the young ladies are looking, uh, in some cases, worse than the young numbers for the young men. Yeah. So uh, it's we're at a place where that has to really strongly be considered, and finding a uh, uh, and I believe it has to be a young woman that has to come in because there's some things that that when you're reaching young young women that a man sometimes don't understand, mm-hmm. and so uh, I think that uh, not to say that that men can't support and be a part of the process just as even breaking barriers wasn't done. Breaking barriers actually put together by a a, a female by a woman. And she actually gave us the, the, the uh, from uh, Cities United, mm-hmm. gave us the, the blueprint, and we added our, put our barbecue sauce on the, on the blueprint, <laughs> and we made it a, a kind of more breaking barrier-ish, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and, but it actually started from a young lady who actually put, put it together. So I believe the same thing can happen for uh, the young the young ladies, young men could be a part of it. Definitely. Um, is there anything else that you would like to tell me that I didn't ask you about? Um, I think that one thing is that uh, making sure that as we even as we grow breaking barriers that we're always connected to the community. I think so often what we do is we look at uh, you know grant cycles or school school schedules, and we don't realize that our young people are young, especially doing our young men. Their their lives are not on school schedules and they're not on grant cycles. They're, you know, a year is a year. And they have to deal with the whole the entire year, and in that year, they have to go to school, they have to go home, they have to go uh, deal with issues at home, they have to deal with issues on the street, they have to deal with issues sometimes just getting home. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so how do you put all that together? Understanding come June, June 30th, guess what? School will let out, but there'll still be the same young people they were. And so make sure we have, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't like to say programming, but make sure that the community has gathered around them, understanding that the school is also part of the community, and to make sure that they're good, not just for a year, but a lifetime. So our programming should be more lifetime programming and not just uh, programming to get us through a, a grant cycle. Yeah. Well, thank you. This was great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming on this podcast. I was to be here. It was it was great. This was awesome. Right. Um I think we need to hear more of you in later dates. All right. Thank but um yes, if you want more information about Say Yes Buffalo, go to our website at sayyesbuffalo.org or follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook at Say Yes Buffalo. Right. Thank you. Great job. You, are, you, you made me laugh.